Uh, go ahead and open up your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. Can you hear me without the microphone in the back? Yes. Yes. I'm going to put this thing down because is it being recorded through this other thing? Yeah. All right. We're going to do that. We're, we're good to go. Uh, then I have my hands free and I can uh, feel, feel better about things. All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, I want to read a passage for you, and, uh, and uh, my hope today is that I can help you. Can we all be helped by God's Word today? Yes, is that okay? That's what I'm trying to do here. So let's, uh, let's pray first, and then I, I want to read this passage to you. Uh, Lord, I come to you on behalf of every person here, and uh, Lord, I just thank you for how you've brought Thrive Church to this point. I thank you for each person that's here, and you know how they got here. You know the needs that they have uh, in their life. And I pray that this message would be a help to them. Lord, I know that you've used it to encourage me. So, God, please meet our needs today. Uh, please help us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me read this to you. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians 12. If you have your Bible, you can turn there and follow along. Uh, it may or may not be on the screen. I don't know. Uh, but you can be for sure it's in your Bible. 2 Corinthians 12, verse number 7. The Bible says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in, re in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The message I'm preaching today is, simp is simple. Uh, and it's simply titled this, I need help. Does anybody in here need some help with anything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a small church. I I'd be curious. I, I know every one of us uh, we, we have good times, and sometimes on Sunday we come in and we, we feel good, we see our friends, but we've got Monday coming, right? And we've got stuff that's weighing us down. I, I wonder if somebody in here would just want to share, what's your number one prayer request? What are you concerned about in life? You don't have to tell a story, but just tell me, what, what are you facing in life? Just name it. Let's hear it. Medical challenges. Medical challenges. Okay. School. 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 Anybody else? Can you say amen to school? Or is it, do we not want to say amen to school? I don't know. He's, he's got driving. What did you say? Health. Did you just get your license or something? Yeah. Okay. All of us driving. What else? Changes at work. Work. Changes. Yeah. Changes in general, yeah. Like a new system. Okay, new system. parenting. My wife said, "Yes, it's a challenge. It is a challenge." Um, 
We come to this passage, and uh, there, there are some passages in Scripture you'll, you'll read through and you'll be like, that don't make any sense to me. I don't get that, and it's not very helpful uh, at first glance. This passage here is so real. It's so, like, in your face in life. Um, I, I want to I help it be that for you, help you understand it. So, Paul, he's telling this church about a problem he had. And in this problem, in verse number 8, he says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. Uh, He says, I besought the Lord thrice. Uh, That's an old English word that simply means three times. Okay? Uh, Thrice. Have anybody said that this week? I don't think so. But he said three times, God, take it from me. God, take it from me. God, take it from me. Three times he's praying. And uh, this passage is so real to us because we all have something that we're asking God to take away. A uh, burden. God, ease this burden. Please, God, help me with this. Please, uh, whatever it is. I, I know you, and it's so real to us. And uh, in this passage, uh, I, I've got three points. Our first point is simply this. We all need help. That's my first point. But the passage here says... For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. It's interesting. We don't really know what the thing is. It's a thing. Uh, we, we don't know. Uh, in, in the passage here, it never says what he was dealing with. But there was something that was really important to him. Something that was bothering him. Uh, some may say that this was a physical ailment. Maybe it was a medical challenge. Uh, some, some think that. Some Bible scholars say, I, they, I think for sure it was a medical complication. But we don't know that for sure. He never says it. It's never mentioned in Scripture. Some say it may have been a disability that he has. Some people may believe it, rep- it was representative of a habitual sin that Paul struggled with. Maybe it was a, a character thing, something that he just couldn't get through. Uh, uh, we might relate to that in, in an addiction or a habit or something to say like, God, just take this from me. Get it out of my life. Make it go away. Um, you know, help me with this. But we don't know what it was. And um, you, you may not know each other's thing, but we all have a thing. We all have something because we're all human. Uh, life has its problems. Uh, parenting is hard. School is hard. Um, driving, it will get easier for you. Uh, but it's a challenge and it is scary when you get started. But I believe that God didn't tell us this in here, what it was, because He really wanted us to relate to the passage. You know, God, God's Word is practical. It's something that you can read and it, and it applies. It matters to you and it affects your life in a real way. And so we get into this example and He's saying, God, take it from me. Take it from me. Take it from me. Get it out of my life. And it's just an example to show we all need help. Being human means that from time to time, and sometimes it's more often than not, we experience difficult times, weakness, things that we just can't handle on our own. And we all need help. So we ask God for this help. Uh, and, And my second point is this, that the best help comes from God. I want to tell you that. I just want to pause before I get any further into this message is 
I think we forget that sometimes. The best help comes from God. Oftentimes when we have a problem, we go to our friends first or we go to some person on earth or we go and look, we Google the problem and we'll uh, watch YouTube videos about the problem or we'll talk to coworkers or whatever it is that you're doing. We'll try and like work it out. And we forget that the best help, the best of the best that you can get for your thing comes from God. It's not going to come from all those people. It's not going to come from all those YouTube things. And he came to God. And I want you to see the answer that God gave him. Because it's often the answer that we get from God as well. Uh, In verse number 8, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, What is God's answer? He says, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. At first look, this can be a discouraging answer to us because when we pray to God sincerely, God, take this problem away from me. Help me with this. I need help. And what if his answer is, I'm not going to take it from you. You're going to keep it. That's his answer here. He said to Paul, he said, I'm not going to take it from you. I'm not going to answer that prayer by just taking it from you. But what he says is, my grace is sufficient for thee. I'm going to give you help. I'm going to give you strength that's way better than if I would have just taken this from you. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Let me explain this to you. The word grace... Uh, It's the word for strength, okay? A lot of times we think of grace in terms of salvation, and it is in terms of salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith, right? God is good to us. He gives us things. That's called grace. Uh, But grace, in, in another sense, is God's strength. It's when God does the work. So we have these problems. We have this stuff that we deal with. It's going to come in your life in different forms and fashions. And it might be parenting. It might be a medical challenge. It might be something. And you're just begging God, take it away, take it away, take it away. But I want to tell you what. His best help isn't always taken away. But his best help can come in the form of him saying, I'm going to give you strength for your need. So he says, you don't have to do this all yourself. You don't have to solve your problem. You don't have to live through this and feel all alone. He says, my grace is sufficient. When God does the work, his grace, his strength, he says it is sufficient. The the word sufficient is a word that means enough. It's enough. You say, I don't have enough. I can't do this on my own. God has enough strength for everything that you're dealing with. Think about that. If it's a relationship problem, if it's something you're trying to, some kind of sin problem you're trying to overcome, if it's, if it's health, whatever your thing is, you think about that and you're saying, God, I need help. He says, I don't only have help, I have enough. It, it, it meets the need. Uh, when you think back to salvation, it's the verse where uh, Romans 5.20, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. The idea is, we we all know this first expression of grace that we we learn of Jesus is grace and salvation. We come to God and we say, God, I need help with my sin. I'm 
I'm like doing stuff that you don't want me to do. I'm breaking your laws. I'm a sinner. We realize that. Well, God says my grace is enough. I, I have enough to forgive you. Where your sin is, is so much, my grace is so much more. It's plenty. It's, it's enough. And the same is true that when life's difficulties become too much, His grace is enough. Um, so we need to ask the question, where do you find the help that you need in life? When you're faced with a thorn in the flesh, this thing, and you're asking God to take it from you, I, I, you, I want to remind you, turn to God, okay? Because He has the strength that you need. In Psalms 121, uh, verse 1 and 2, I love this, this verse. It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. you got to remember who, who is your helper. Uh, we've got to get this down in our lives because you're going to be able to remind somebody else about this when God helps you through. The fact that God is helping you and, and He is enough and your help doesn't just come from somebody who's just going to kind of help. Yeah. It's going to come and it's going to be enough. It's going to be plenty for what you need. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, I, so many times in our life, we have had needs. Uh, many of you know the story uh, about our kids and our life situation. Uh, we've got two kids with muscular dystrophy. And along the way, there have been needs that we have had, physical needs, financial needs. And they've been like huge financial needs, things like we just could not make it. And I'll tell you what, from a financial need to a health need to a relationship need to a parenting need, when God provides, He supplies all your need, yeah. okay? He, he comes through. He comes through on time. He comes through right when you need it. But my God, somebody's locked out here. We've got to let people in this church thrive. You don't want to lock them out. Trying to keep that. Yeah, yeah. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You may not know how He's going to do it, but He can do it, and He will do it, and He'll help you. Help from others may fail you, but there's a God that cares about you and wants to help you. Um, for those that were with me in the Philippines, I was in the Philippines just a couple of weeks ago, and I shared this same passage, different message, same passage, but I learned some things in the Philippines. I learned uh, some of their language, and it really helped me to understand this, this passage and explain it. So when I was there, I was trying to do my best to like not be so touristy. I'm a great tourist, though. Like I, 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 was, I looked like a tourist. I had no idea what was going on. So I would try to talk to people in the language that I learned. And they told me, when you say thank you, you know, they're always, they're very respectful, very, very polite in, in the Philippines. They say, salamat, salamat. That's a word that means thank you. But then they taught me, they said, if you really want to make an impression, there's another way to say thank you. And uh, it's maraming salamat po. They had this thing. They'd always say, hello, po, hey, po, and like, yes, po, and they always end with po, which means sir or ma'am or whatever. Uh, it's their thing. So it's like a respectful term, but maraming means very much. So instead of just saying salamat, which means thank you, you would say maraming salamat, po, 
And that means thank you very much. And they said, if you want to, you could take it further. You could say maraming, 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 salamat po. You just add it up. And uh, like somehow it compounds to mean like I'm so thankful for, uh, for what you're doing here. Here's what I want to tell you about this. We all need help. But when you come to God, he gives you the best help. And when I, when I, when I was learning these words, it made me think like, there's this, this word of enough, you know, grace is sufficient and his, his grace is enough. Um, it, that's like salaman, right? It's enough. Like I could say thank you and it would fit the circumstance. I could just say salaman or I could just tell you thank you. But over there, when you say maraming salamat po, that's like over and above. And I want to I share the verse with you uh, in Ephesians 3.20. You can just flip over in your Bible. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. When we come to God, he promises he'll supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. He says he'll give us grace that is sufficient. But God always goes further because he's better. He's the best. He's the best helper. Uh, he's the, the helper that made heaven and earth, and, and he's your helper. And he says, I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above. It's, it's like three levels greater than enough. It's, it's three, three times as much. And so when you think, God, I need help. How am I ever going to make it? Uh, we, we, we're in a, a, a circumstance in society. I've, I've talked to so many people and they're just, they feel like quitting. Uh, oftentimes we get in that space where we're just, I'm not going to take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I, I just got to quit. Whatever it is, I need to get away. I need to back out. Sometimes people have even suicidal thoughts and those things happen in life. But I want to tell you, when you have trouble in life, you turn to God and God will meet your need. He'll step in with his strength the best strength ever. And he is, uh, he's not just salamat, you know, thank you. He's not just like enough, he, but he goes, he levels it up. He, he goes three levels beyond, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Um, this is so important for us to know, for us to get through life. And um, I, I want to share with you here, if you look back in verse number nine in Second Corinthians, this is so, so cool. 2 Corinthians uh, 12, verse 9. He says, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. See, we, we all need help. Uh, the best help comes from God. But the last thing I want you to see is that this help from God, it is available to you. It is, it is accessible to you. It's one thing to know that you need help and that God has it. It's another thing to ask Him for it. And that's what's happening here. He says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we talk about how great God's strength is, God says this, you know what? You know when my strength is the strongest? Read it. My strength is made Perfect in what? Weakness. Weakness. That's where we don't want to be. We try to avoid that at all costs. We try to pretend like we have it under control. We try to act like it's not that bad or I can handle it on my own or whatever. I want to encourage you to be good at admitting your weakness. 
Uh, when, when we first came to Jesus, when we come to know who God is, there is nobody that can ever receive the forgiveness of salvation. The fact that Jesus died on the cross, was buried and rose from the dead, it requires of us that we willing to admit our weakness, to say we're not enough. I can't pay for my own sin. I could never earn my way to heaven. I have to humble myself and I have to receive what God has for me in salvation. Does that make sense? The same is true for everyday life. God says, hey, do you want me to show myself strong on your behalf? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, well, be willing to admit your weakness. He says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. The cool thing about that is when you come to God and you just say, God, I can't. Uh, this is tough for men to do. Uh, this is tough for everyone to do, but uh, we try to be strong. Um, it, it's, it gets worse as you get kids and you get a career and you, you're like, I can handle this. I'm big and tough and strong. The best thing a man can do, a Christian man, is to be willing to say, I can't do it and I must rely on God. Uh, and when we do that, that's where he says his strength is made perfect. You see God working in other people's lives and it's because they're willing to admit that they need him and he can show himself strong. It's not about us being strong or us solving the problems. It's about us allowing God to show himself strong on our behalf. He wants to do that for us. He wants to be strong for us. Um, we can receive his help when we're willing to admit our weakness. That's the very first thing. Uh, Paul was a human. Uh, hey, we read about him. He does all these great things and he's writing letters to churches, but he came before God and he, he admitted his weakness. And God said, you know what? My grace is sufficient. Uh, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And then he, he comes back and then he says, wow, it's almost like a reaction from Paul in the same verse. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. How can you be excited about bad things happening in life? Infirmities, sicknesses, or other things. How can you be like somewhat joyful about that? He says that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. He's saying that it's a good thing for you to be willing to admit, I can't do it. Because every time you, you say to God, I need your help, I can't do it. He can come in with his strength and he gets glory for that. And, and you get a benefit from that uh, to get the help that you need, the strength that you need for that. Help is available. I, I want to tell you, if you're in here today and, and maybe you don't know where your relationship with God is, I, I've talked a little bit about God saving us from our sin. Uh, we know that every single person, as it is appointed unto men, wants to die, and after this, the judgment. Every single person has an appointment one day with death. Uh, I, I shared this even with our, we had a, a new members class at Fellowship this morning, and um, I share with them, my very first funeral that I ever did was for a three-year-old. Uh, it was a three-year-old car accident. Uh, the kid was in perfectly good health, died when he was three. The second funeral I did was for a 30-year-old, somebody who seemed healthy uh, on the outside, but they found out he had a brain tumor, and he died uh, from the tumor. His name was Brian, and uh, Brian was my friend. And I, I, I think about these things, and you think about life. The, the truth is that nobody knows when life will end. Nobody knows when it's over. Only God knows that appointment. 
And so the, the truth of the Bible says we will all stand before him one day. And the, the most important thing you can ever do is to have the right answer on that day. Uh, to have, to have uh, the, the solution for your sin on that day. See, God said, oh, he knew every person was going to stand before him. So he made a way so that you could be made right with him through Christ. Jesus died for your sin. Jesus was buried and Jesus rose from the dead. And just like asking help for something like a medical issue or something like a problem in school, this is much more important. We've got to come to God. Every person has to have that personal conversation with God to where you say to Him, I realize I need help with my sin. I'm a sinner before you, God. I have done wrong before you, and my wrongdoing and the nature of my sin is earning me punishment when I die. Uh, there is a place called hell, and, and, but God made a way out of it. And so that conversation is saying, God, I need help. I realize you died for me. I realize you rose from the dead. Please save me. That is like the first step that you can take uh, to, to humble yourself before God, to express your weakness, to tell Him you need help. And so I, I wonder today if, if any of you in here, maybe you need to do that. Maybe you have never yet asked God for help with salvation. You've never yet asked God to save you and forgive you. And just like He'll help you with life, that's the most important thing He wants to help you with. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. New creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So it's awesome because you get this new start. God forgives you of all your past, all your wrongdoing. The Holy Spirit lives inside you. God is with you every day. And you have this new life, right? And you get to live for Him. And He's here to help you. So we ask God for help with our sin, but then we ask God for help with just the things like the Apostle Paul, these, these thorns, these thorns of the flesh, these things that we can't do anything about. And maybe today you've already, you're saved, you know that. I want to just encourage you because the blessings are extreme in this case. I want to encourage you to take time to ask God specifically for help with what you're dealing with, to pray and say, God, like Paul, I've been asking you to take it from me, to take it from me. He was asking for help. But maybe you need to receive that answer of help, that strength that he offers. Strength made perfect in your weakness. So um, I love this here. Uh, in Mark 2.17, Jesus clarifies who he is open to helping. Uh, in Mark 2.17, the Bible says, When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You need to remember this, that God is not really interested in helping somebody who doesn't admit they need help. If, if we just pretend like we're going to handle things and never really go to Him for help, uh, when it came to salvation, when it came to helping others, Jesus says, those that are whole, they think they're okay. They may be righteous, think they don't have sin. They may be uh, just pretending like they're, they got it under control. They don't need a physician. They don't need His help. But it's those that are sick. He's not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And that means we've got to recognize our need for God and admit that before Him. In 2 Chronicles 16.9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. 
God wants to show himself strong. He's, it's like he's going around looking for opportunities. People that are just willing to say, I need you. In Romans 10.13, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God saves those who call on him. They're asking for help. In Hebrews 4.16, it encourages us, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Uh, God doesn't want you to be afraid to come to him. You're not bothering him when you come. When you're asking for help, you may ask for help a hundred times a day and you are not bothering him, okay? He wants to help you. There is not any prayer that he doesn't want to hear. The Bible says when you come before God, you come boldly, meaning you don't have any hesitations. Uh, I don't know what your father was like or what your home life was like, but sometimes it's hard to go to some, maybe your father growing up and ask him for something. Uh, God is different than that. God doesn't, he's not imperfect like we are. He is uh, saying, come to me. You don't have anything to be afraid of when you come to me. Uh, if you need salvation, come to me. If you need help, come to me. In Psalm 46.3, and I'll finish with this verse, the Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And the point is this. You may have a lot of stuff going on in your life. A lot of things that are really weighing you down. But when you're willing to admit your weakness to God, tell Him you need help. All that stuff, you, you can stand firm when everything else is going crazy. You could, you could be the one person in your family uh, that people are looking at you and they're saying, how can you even keep going? Well, it's because you have help. You have real help. And uh, you have God in your life and, and He's helping you.